Welcome to Run Replay, which is uh, a new podcast or a continuation from Run, Peel, Chat, Repeat. Um, basically, I love chatting about running and I really like chatting about people's races, hearing how they built up to it, how the actual race went and, and then what they did afterwards. So I thought that could be a nice thing to continue on with. And who better to bring on as the first guest? For someone who was one of our guests at the end of series two, um, Io, who went over to America to do the speed project. So Io's come on and he's brought one of his teammates who I also happen to know, um, Molly. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, Sam. It's great to be back. Thank you. As Thank always. You. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Um, so I thought with this, it's quite nice to obviously do an intro because um, we, we know each other, but kind of looking back to where we where we met um with io obviously i i met you um like we touched on in the other ones at, at park run and um running around northwest london then getting to queen's park harriers and basically every running advert i go past there's a, an io on and um yeah doing great things with adidas runners um but yeah molly we met just a year ago or so um yeah and it was last, yeah last january maybe yeah, so Tracksmith were doing stuff after the marathon season, weren't they? Yeah, it was really nice kind of um, weekly sessions in the build-up to a mile race in May. Yes, I remember we were at Paddington Rec and um, you kind of had to spit, spit yourself into, a, I think I'm going to run fast or I think I'll run a little bit slower group. And we yeah. were like all looking around at each other like, oh. Um, <laughs> but I remember it was a really good session because something like 300s or something. So everyone was pretty much together there were a couple of guys off the front weren't there but generally we'd always regroup for those like what felt like seven seconds of rest but I think it was like a minute and um <laughs> yeah we were in a great group together um and then like yeah like you say there were quite a few sessions before the amateur mile that they put on I think we mm. went and did some hills at um Primrose Hill um, yeah and then yes went to the to the mile so we were chatting just before this how did you how did you find the amateur mile down at the London stadium? It was a lot of fun. It was quite um, a different experience for me because I'd say like half marathon is probably like my preferred distance. So then going into a race where you literally just have to like sprint straight away was yeah. uh, was a pretty different experience. And like my lungs definitely suffered after. Yeah, it's such a different type of running, isn't it? Because it's endurance where you have to run these four laps you can't just go all out but but you have to as well <laughs> yeah it was a cool event though that there was so many different like abilities and stuff so it felt really inclusive it was really nice definitely I think it's the pressure you put on yourself almost in a way but it was it was such a nice event and it was kind of in the shadow of where the Olympics have been like literally on next to that stadium mm -hmm. the warm-up track so you were running on this track going this has had people warming up for Olympics on it it's so cool yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about that actually. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, on reflection. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think that's the best way to be. Don't think about it too yeah. much. Mm -hmm. Um but yes, so what we did with the first series of um Run Peel Chat Repeat is everyone would wear um a, a t-shirt from their race and then we'd discuss that. So I really enjoyed that. And so I thought I'd I'd bring that back in for the for the guests. So to wear a t-shirt or a medal. So talk us through what you guys have chosen to to wear today? Should I go Hi. first? Oh, thank you. 
Um, so I've decided to wear a race singlet um, from a race that we did, oh gosh, maybe about six weeks ago now, um, called The Speed Project. Um, we'll go into it a bit more, but essentially it's a foot race, relay foot race, consisting of single people, single persons, right up to 10 person teams um, that would run as fast as you can from um, Santa Monica Pier to the Las Vegas sign. Um, so this was my second time taking part in this race, but this t-shirt is a it's now a, a firm favorite in my wardrobe and it just essentially commemorates um, our team, no ID, um, six of us taking part in this race. Um, and completing it um, in, in in record times, which we'll get to um, later on um, in, in the show. But yeah, this is a t-shirt I'm really proud of. Um, I'm proud of the journey we all went on. And yeah, I, I, like I said, it's become my sleeping attire now. <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah, it's a nice, nice t-shirt. So is it kind of dark blue for those listening? Yeah. Um, dark blue yeah, so with some orange on it? Red so and yeah, we're yeah yeah oh yeah and, and then the uh, back as well oh look at that and it's got a nice big nike tick on it as well right yes <laughs> um that would never happen <laughs> yeah so so an adidas top and then you you guys are sponsored by sun god as well is that right did you have some support yeah we we're fortunate to have some um sponsorships and partners um that helped us on the journey um because with, with a race like that it's quite expensive but we were fortunate to have uh, partners from song god myo set um pro direct running um adidas um and specialized specialized, yeah specialized bikes oh nice that's good yeah someone to keep up with you because i remember the first time you did it you're talking about i'm gonna run a bit and then i'm gonna cycle really hard and i'm gonna run a bit jeez i i've just yeah the photos are just incredible but like you say we'll get onto that so um Ayo, you took the t-shirt, but I see that you guys are wearing the medal as well, which is possibly even cooler than the race itself. Talk me through that one, Molly. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like a poker chip. Oh, yes. Um, that's been engraved with um, LA to LV 2023 oh. and then TSP, which we've basically been wearing like at every opportunity we can. Like every every event we've been to together as a team, we've just like brought the medals out. Um they're pretty cool it's like the maddest medal i've ever had um, yeah that's such a cool idea isn't it i love that it's a really good concept yeah and so yeah your team because it was six of you is that right yeah six yeah. so we were the like og team um format so that's four guys two girls um, four guys two girls and so who were the other four again uh, so we had um, Jen, who's the other girl, who's actually just moved to Australia. Heartbreaking. Oh. Um, and then we had Thomas and Jonty. Nice. Yes. And Nathan. And Nathan. Why did I forget Nathan? Was I? <laughs> 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 Too crazy. <laughs> no 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 that's why because he was the captain so you guys yeah. were in the ship. I, I actually met Nathan after a little race, you know, the um, a 10 miler in January called the Fred Hughes. And ah, he yes. came up afterwards and said, Sam. And I was like, yes, because I'd seen him at a race with you last year. I, I think when you were doing a mile. 
Yeah, the Golden Stag Mile. You did a little warm up run with us. Um, yeah, yeah, Nathan, team captain. It was an idea that we, well, I say he really wanted to do it. And I said, yeah, I don't mind doing it again. Then we just went on a recruitment campaign, like looking for a team that we could put together to take to number, at least attempt to place, place, place well. Um, and we put together the fastest, most vibious, good energy, energetic, vibrant people we could find um, to, to, to complete this race. Love it. And how did you guys then, how did you come across Molly from there? Had you guys done some races together or something? Or so, You know, the running community, well, the thunder. Um, the, you know, the running community in London is big and small at the same time. So I was aware of Molly from other running communities and events. We've probably never spoken, for, mm. well, probably once in the last five years at the same event, but just mm. never spoken um but yeah molly um joined our team through um john t who's an adidas runners coach and he said yeah i've got a friend who's fast I'm like, oh okay cool molly boom and the rest the rest is history then looking at jen so jen adidas runners london member and she's joined our sessions over the over the years and she was the kind of final person um so we went through a few changes in the team actually um but we like we sarah was a replacement jen was a replacement for sarah who could no longer attend and thomas was a replacement for mo who could no longer um take part as well so we went on a, a quite a few there was a few changes during our whole journey which again we'll we'll, we'll touch on yeah yeah, so I think the, the interesting thing for me now is like the, the training because you got together to decide your strategy of how you'd attack it. But yeah, do you want to talk a bit about how you guys train for it? Because it's kind of a mix of obviously endurance. It has to be um, replicating kind of being really tired, I guess, because you're not sleeping, which you can't really replicate, but kind of like ultras, you're never going to run 90 or 100 miles, but you're going to, do back-to-backs and that what did you what do you think was your main like training method um or what did how did you uh, do do training um for this um i didn't really go into it in a very good position i got an injury um so then i think like so five weeks out of TSP I ran a 100k week and I was like doing that pretty consistently before and then got an injury so then within like yeah within five weeks I'd gone down to zero kilometers a week um literally my Strava is just like a downward uh curve which isn't too good um but I guess I think on that five weeks out from out from the event we all met up and did like a kind of interval type session in Battersea Park where we just ran. I joined a bit late because I was running with Tracksmith in the morning. So I'd already done 30K. And then I joined and we did like one lap off on and then like a 20 minute break and then went on, went again. So it was like 3K intervals. Um, but I think, uh, I don't know what Io and the other rest of the team had been doing before I joined. Yeah, so yeah, on that simulation run, 
the idea of it is we would replicate a bit of our strategy and our strategy is we would have six of us and split of splitting into two teams of three so when one team is on the other team is recovering when we mean recovering you're recovering in the rv you're getting the nutrition right you're improve you're trying to zone in on your mindset um so it's like a full body holistic recovery so we wanted to try and replicate that in some manner uh, during that simulation run so what we did is we went down into our pods as we called them so pod one was nathan john t and molly and pod two was myself and at that time mo and jen and what we were doing is we're doing laps of battersea park whilst the other team was recovering of course we couldn't the whole idea of tsp group running is one person's running at any one time of course mm. we couldn't do that so what we did is two team two people or three people from the pods will be running and the other team would be recovering so we we're doing laps of Battersea Park 2.8k roughly between 10 and 11 minutes but the idea of it was not to go flat out it was more to see how the body reacts in the off time because mm. how is how are you re- recovering from a near all-out attempt so let's say it's seven eight out of ten are you getting right nutrition in how is your mind feeling can you do this for 480 plus k um so just to see how the team gelled um we had our crew as well so you had anna my girlfriend you had emma you had um Ben, Molly's boyfriend, um, we had Viz join us. Just it's more team harmony as well because I don't think we understood then the magnitude of what we we're going to do. I don't think no one, yeah. I, of course, I had a little taste of it, but I don't think we knew what we would achieve and what we would create for not only ourselves, but for other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. Um so that was the only run that you guys did together in the in the build up was that that simulation in Batsy, hey? Yeah, yeah I we ran met with, times. Yeah, we, once or twice. Like I ran with, of course, I see John T and Nathan and through Adidas runners. Yeah. So I've run with them, Jen as well. Um, but I think you know what, Sam? Mm-hmm. I think we understood the plan that. Of course, it's a team effort, but individually in our own spaces, we need to do the work. So when we come together as a team, everyone is pulling their weight. So I think we kind of understood that, of course, we had barriers to performance, but everyone was pulling their weight to to get to the start line in the best possible way to perform, I felt. Yeah. Nice. Um. I'm kind of thinking about the the general, you know, like if you're prepping for a, a marathon or something big, you, you'd look at everything um, from the actual training through the kind of kit and the type of, yeah, fueling that you'd do. You touched on the fueling and stuff, but like with the kit, because you're going to be doing short distances for a long time. Do you, how did you guys approach that? Did you think it would be more like, your shoes, for instance, were they more like marathon type shoes or did you go for something a bit uh, quicker or, um, yeah, what, what did you guys wear in terms of shoes and other bits of kit that you found essential? Um, so I mainly wore the Pro 3s. Um, 
So I guess they're are they marathon or are they half? They're maybe Mar- they're a bit marathon. marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Both, yeah. yeah. Um, which I hadn't really worn before because they kind of only arrive like the day before <laughs> I left, which is really stupid. But they felt really nice. They felt really nice, yeah. and they just kept my legs feeling like relatively fresh. Um, so I think I wore those for the majority of the race, and then when the ground became a little bit uneven and because of my injury i just went back to my like trusty hoka clifton's nice so you did Um, have a couple of pairs yeah interesting yeah so i swapped into those when i was like feeling a bit fatigued um and partly because like the turnarounds are so quick i probably would have put my pros back on but i just like got carried away and uh, went out in the hokas love that yeah Anything to add to that, Aya, about your kit? Yeah, again, I think experience is the is the best teacher. Um, so going into it, I think when we did the so Adi, again, Adi Adidas um, provided us kit, um, not only um, shoes but clothing as well. So going into my last experience of it, we requested specific kit that we would need. Um, to support us so when it came to like the singlets that you needed something that was breathable technical that could perhaps you could wear on five six rotations they needed some base layers um, just to keep us warm because the temperature did drop in the Mm. night of course we needed um, shorts um, then for women's sports bras more specific items of clothing um, there then looking at our partners as well so like sun god at times the sun is going to be high in the sky so we got um sunglasses so we went out looking through partners and through adidas the brand specific kit that would guide us um on the journey and similar with um, trainers as well we knew that um there'll be parts of the race where we're going to be extremely fatigued and the best shoe for that i feel is the primex strong yeah. I felt so. I said I feel. Um, I'm sure our listeners will disagree with me, but I, it's, it's the Primex Strong. So we requested this, um, also um, Boston Elevens, um, then Adios Sevens as well. So something lighter, more minimalist, without any carbon. So there's a there's a choice for the runners, like four four trainers that you could you could use depending on on the terrain so we it was very well thought out into what we can what we would need um for um aspect of the race and there i took a pair of um trail shoes um because there was a gosh i think about 60k of my running was in on trails um so i took a pair of trail shoes um but nathan and john t credit to them and credit to the shoe as well shameless adidas plug um the boston 11s and 10s they used they ran in it you on trails like trails where we had big boulders big rocks loose sand and the shoe performed very well and kept its structure integrity and another plug um yeah <laughs> no absolutely i think that's fair enough they've given you the shoes that's cool to speak about them so I counted four different pairs of shoes there that you took. Is that how many you had, Io? Yeah, I took four. And you ran in all four? Yeah, no, I only ran in three. Okay, I like yeah. that. Cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm nothing compared to you. This is good. 
when I, you know, when you go on holiday and you're like, right, well, I need something for the easy sessions I do when I'm there and I need something for the speedy ones. Ooh, what if there's a race? Do I take carbon as well? Anyway. I, um, I counted my trainers the other day go on, and then. I feel very guilty, but I think I've got 20. Yes. Wow. Brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Bad. Which bad. is yeah, it is bad. But I don't I am not allowed to say what I have. It's, it's no. so now I give my shoes though. away. Yes, yeah. Same. <laughs> what did you say? I give mine happy. away. They oh, make yeah. me happy. Yeah, they do make me happy. I know what you mean. It's, it's like that, isn't it? When times are blue. <laughs> <laughs> Just wear your shoe. <laughs> Like I literally um, bought, I bought a new pair of spikes for that mile race. Yeah, and I literally wore them for like fifteen minutes, and then that was it. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't touched them since. Oh, but they're different, aren't they? Spikes yeah. are such a weird thing. Like you have to yeah. train in them a bit. I've got a five thousand meter coming up in a few weeks, and I just after the marathon, I'm like, oh, I need to acclimatize back to these things because they mm. are. I might, yeah, because track stuff is so different. Um, but yes, not about me. Um, the, the speed project, right. Now we keep alluding to bits around it. So I think it's time to get onto it. And I think unless you guys want to do anything about getting over there, I think it'd be nice to start the morning of the race where you get you, up. You, I think one thing we should start on actually is looking at the night before the morning of the race. Cool. Mm. So we, again, all of us would arrive, six runners, four crew and one camera man um so all of us were in the in the country and six of the crew and six four of the crew and six of the runners we had two shared apartments um in in santa monica um so this was like their home base so the night before the race we've done all the shopping we've prepped um we just had a strategy meeting as to where we're going to where rvs are going to be parked where jeeps are going to be parked and i think this was the most important meeting because this was again we didn't understand the magnitude of what we were going to do but this meeting allowed us to put our best foot forward like even though it was quite late into the night i think when i look back to it that meeting was so integral in getting us to where we needed to needed to be and in this mind and the physical space at 4 a.m. that morning. Um, so we highlighted and discussed who's going to start off first, uh, where the RVs are going to be. But that it was just a final crossing of the T's and the dotting of the I's. And yeah, I think it was a 2 a.m. wake up call. Um, the race is going to start in four hours. Then, yeah, Molly, tell us. It was the most insane start. Like it was kind of like, it was a bit of a frantic, frantic rush because we hadn't packed up the, the RV. Mm. Like we completely run out of time the day before and we were like, sleep is more important. Yeah. So then at like 2 a.m. on the day of the race, we had to like shove everything into the RV. <laughs> While Anna was like, carefully organizing things so that we had like labeled cupboards for each runner wow um and then yeah the race started at like 4 a.m and it's wild like you would have thought it was like five o'clock in the evening like everyone was like so awake and like wired um 
Yeah, those videos that I saw, I was like, wow, something big is about to happen. You know, yeah, like London. Like party. Yeah, like how London Marathon just takes over social media during the time. Mm. It was like everywhere I looked was the speed project. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so yeah. good to see. So actually that video, if you guys have any of you guys starting or that that vibe, um, in fact, any photos, I think we'll share them on the social media yeah. if you're happy with that, because yeah. you can't really explain it more than, yeah, like an American festival party on the pier in the dark <laughs> it's, it's just mayhem going on it's, yeah yeah literally crazy. like and everyone was so buzzed like they ran like every pretty much like 70 percent of the people that started ran off at like 310 per kilometer and i was like well, you we can't even run that fast yeah um, so i ran like four minute k's i think out for the first 5k and io like ran with me for the first like 200 meters or something yeah. <laughs> I bet. and there I was can this guy that. that just kept on getting in the way and they're like they were walking and I was like shouting at them to move we've got a video of it it's great yeah um but yeah it was wild because like we'd planned this different route out so like everyone kind of splits off so the OG route goes one way and then a few people turned um left with me and then turned off and I carried on straight along the coast um which is really weird to go from this like sudden from this like mad hysteria to like suddenly kind of being on your own apart I had Riz on the bike with me nice. um and I just had to think about running then um running at 4am on a Friday morning and in like a random in another country just yeah. waking up on your own yeah that is unique. it was great like the first the first part of the race went like completely to plan Nathan did I handed over to Nathan after about four and a half five k and he did the most insane 10k was it 10 or 9 something like that yeah yeah it was the fastest it was like all uphill like it was just a continual uphill and he did it in like 37 minutes or something yeah wow yeah it was it It was was equivalent to about 34 on a flat yeah yeah he's quick isn't he yeah yeah machine And that's his first one. Wow. Yeah. Mad. Madness. So then you pass on to him. He's run up this hill. And then you haven't seen any other teams by this point still. You're doing your own thing. I think, so I think when, so at the top of the hill, we then pass over to Jonty. And I think I wasn't there because I had got into the other vehicle. I think they'd seen another team following up the hill, but they were like 10 minutes behind us. Mm. Um, at which point Jonty went into this kind of slightly sketchy trail um, where there's apparently can be mountain lions. Um, so Ooh. he did like a kilometre and a half uphill, which is like the steepest part of the of the whole thing. And then he'd finish with like another 7K, like back down. That was a lot safer. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. So... Yeah, like you've been saying, Io, there were like so many different things out there that can get you from the weather to the terrain to actual lions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thankfully we didn't see, well, at that early hours of the morning, we didn't see any mountain lions, but it, it does get interesting as the race oh, proceeds. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so what's next? Yeah. You know, again, going looking back on this race, of course, that's pod one. Uh, so pod one is kicking off, if you remember, I said we're in two different pods. So they're kicking off, but we have no idea what is happening and the intricacies in the pod because we're 
recovering or prepping to run. So it's not until we got back or post race that we had an opportunity to speak about what were what what were ha- what was happening in the individual pods. Um, so once pod one had finished their first block, it was our time. So it was myself, Thomas, and Jen that would take the baton over from pod one and 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 do the run. So we would we were aiming for about two hours to two hours and a half per per pod. And again, dynamics could change depending on injuries, different circumstances. Um, so John T was coming down fast, rapid. And of course, we were still getting our ducks in a row. We weren't as organized. The crew were still harmonizing and singing. And so it wasn't just, it wasn't, it wasn't right. So John T arrived out of nowhere. We we weren't ready. The whole the crew and the runners weren't ready. Jen hadn't warmed up. Like, Johnny, where have you come from? He's like, Mayor, buddy, or something. Um, then I was like, Jen, we were like, Jen, quickly get ready, quickly get ready. So Jen just took it from Johnny and we ran down this long stretch of road, um, very undulating. And but what we were doing is we were alternating out of the Jeep. So we had like a Jeep four by four. So 3K on, 6K off. So 3K equivalent to 10 to 12, 13 minutes, similar to what we practice in that simulation. And we're doing the exchanges between um, Thomas, myself, and Jen um, for that two-hour period. Um, So it's getting bright out of, it's getting brighter now, but we've beaten that LA traffic through through the the route. Um, Yeah, we're not talking about the the person behind the route as well, Ben, uh, Molly's boyfriend who was integral in ensuring that we could get out of LA so quickly, not meet other teams and give ourselves a good stead, which would definitely help us going uh, as we proceed during the race. But we'll talk about him later. I think he deserves his own segment. Um, So we, in that pod two, we did that for, yeah, about two two hours um, and a half, um, just 3K on, 6K off, 3K on, and just going... 8 out of 10 effort, 9 out of 10, wherever you felt that you could hold that um, individual effort. And we were bang on time, bang on predicted predicted time with every rep. Um, there. So I think between us three, we average between, per rep, between 3.30 and 3.55. So it's pretty, pretty quick for that early hours of the morning. Then yeah. we would hand over to, back, back to pod one now. I can't even remember where we had it was like at the end of that really long road right yeah um Brilliant. and like some of, it was quite scary actually like there was this one road that we went down that was really quite narrow and windy um and the cars just went so fast which is like it's it, that's not something I'd really prepared myself for I kind of imagined this like I think all the photos you see of the speed project it's like oh these beautiful empty like desert roads no <laughs> it's not like that at all really there's like sections that are but not really it's it's a lot of just running on the side of quite busy quite scary roads yeah um wow yeah of course which is quite exhilarating um but i think nathan took a big chunk there to save save my back because i was a little bit nervous um but we swapped in and out out for a while and then I took the really nice bit along the like along a river path um 
at which was like towards the end of that section and then I think I swapped in with Jen maybe next yeah. at that like shop it's all a bit of a blur yeah um, yeah enough. It's, it's, yeah it's a bit of a blur yeah so you so I'm just bringing up my Strava now so we took over from the shop element um and this would have been two seconds this would have been roughly about nine 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 in the morning um that we that we took over again and we went for a, another two hour block um in in our different pods so we we made it firmly out of la successfully beaten all the traffic now the roads have opened up uh, opened up a bit and we kind of merged into a bit of the og route so yeah for for clarification so the og route is a is the 550k version that is provided by the organizers of tsp that if you want to get to vegas successfully you run this route um you'll get there of course so you'll have your different hurdles but you don't need to worry about strategizing or planning here is already there for you um so our our section there once we took once we took over from pod one was part of the OG route. So that's when we started to see other teams. Mm. Um, so, the, so the first team we encountered were, were, was our brothers and sisters from Adidas Runners Mexico. Uh-huh, uh, nice. yeah, they, yeah. they were right at the, the handover point. Yeah, so this is when it started to get interesting. So we saw them and we're like, oh, Adidas Runners, yeah, captains, coaches, part of the family. Um, <laughs> And yeah, we'll get to it, but we started to see them quite frequently, and the the it got thing it got a, a, a bit interesting um, as we started to perceive it. Yeah, Yeah, I can't remember. I think, yeah, again, we did that for about two hours, just alternating between Jen, Thomas, um, and, and I. Nice. Yeah, and then, then we came in. And this was at the point that, yeah, AR Mexico took us, I think. Yeah, I think this is the quarry, um, yeah. whereby there was, a, there was a battle between, again, we didn't know where we were on the leaderboard. We had some memory because we hadn't seen any teams bar AR Mexico, um, but we saw a lot of RVs. Like you're seeing RVs flying all around the place and race <laughs> vehicles with, um, with markings of team names. But mm. we, we, we didn't see any other teams, right? No, and our location tracking wasn't working. So... Oh. So we weren't like we were just being put at like the end of all the leaderboards, and people were like, oh, where are this this crew? Because they kept on seeing like our RV and our vehicle, and we had no um, we had no stickers or anything on our like Jeep uh, pickup truck. Yeah. So we were pretty uh, like incognito for a while, yeah. <laughs> which Love I think it, yeah. I think worked in our favour, you know. Yeah, but definitely low key. Like we people are like, who are these guys? Look at slick. We're definitely the most fashionable team anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, so now it's about 11 a.m. We're still battling with 
um, AR Mexico. So this is um, John T and Nathan alternating out of the Jeep and with them. Then whilst we're waiting for them, Tomas, Jen, and I, um, with Ben and with Anna, we were strategizing like, okay, cool. We're here. What are we going to do next? Then a kind soul, the kindest person ever, a named man, um, I forgot his name. He came up to us like, yeah, I always come here every year and I'm waiting for some, a team of mine, Pina Colada. <laughs> and we asked him a question. We're like, can we go over the railway? And he was like, I'll find out for you. So he got on the blower and started speaking to local people. Like, can we cross the railways? Then maybe are there any train schedule to arrive? Um, this is whilst we were waiting for um, Nathan and John T. So it got to about, I'm just looking at the time on Strava now. So it would have been about 11.25. Nathan and John T are due to arrive any minute now to swap over onto Tomas. So Tomas would take it over. So thankfully, Nathan had put a gap on AR Mexico. So we were at this place, second place um, in terms of the OG team. Handed it over to Tomas. Boom, we were ready to go again for our fourth interchange and it's 11 11 28 um on the friday so at this time we'd been running for over six hours um as a collectively as a team so we started the run ar mexico were just on our backs on our backs and we said okay cool we can evade them but we need to try out strategy that i'd used like back in 2019 bike run one person is running, two bikes. So as I said, we had bikes from Specialized in the in the pickup. We took them out and yes, we started to just mobilize that. So one person is running and two people are actively recovering on the bike. And that, what we found out is that really got into the heads of AR Mexico because yeah. we started to go past them. Then one of their runners saw us on bikes. <laughs> They're like, what is happening? She literally ran for 100 meters, then went back into the car. They're like, I've had enough, passed it on to another, another person. Then what happened is we didn't know whether we could cross that railway line, which would save us 1.2, 1, 1, 1, 1 and a half. But thankfully, that um, Samaritan said, yeah, we're all good. So we managed to cross over that railway line. AR Mexico went the other way. Boom. So we'd save we'd say five to ten minutes and so on uh, but it was, wow. it was a risky maneuver it couldn't have worked it, it, it could have worked it, it couldn't have worked but we found that it was good because there was a train coming so we would have been blocked if we tried it and failed because you could see a train like a cargo train um come in there and so, so where are you like crossing yeah, yeah so where are you crossing here is this like a road that goes across the the, the, across the, the, the railway track yeah, it's one of those kind of like um, engineering train, level. engineering cars. Yeah, no, it's not level. It's just a we had to take physically take the bikes over the tracks. Oh, so it was very, it was very risky um, on that as well. Thankfully, um, it paid it paid off because yeah, as Molly said, it saved us a mile. Yeah, and so why didn't they just follow you or see what you were doing? Were they just not nearby at the time, or they had their own strategy? I think at their I own think- peril. Yeah, perhaps. Mm. What do you think? 
And um, the other thing I'm thinking the whole time here is you've obviously got two pods and you're, you're talking to each other somewhere, right? But is there an overall kind of someone who's helping everything stay on track here? Or have you got two kind of captains who aren't running? You know, like how does everything keep keep running relatively smoothly for this to work? The crew, the crew communicated. Yeah. We were not allowed to like have any communication pretty much. Like yeah. it was just down to them. We just had to think about running. Yeah. And how many? Like at first we were like, I think we were really stressing the crew out. So we're like, yeah. oh, what's happening now? When, 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 when? And they were like, just leave it to us. Um, yeah, nice. But it's actually so much better. And how um, many people were in each pod, like kind of crewing? We had two. Two. So, so it's like... we had four crew overall. And then David, who was our photographer, who helped out as well. So like 11 of you total. Yeah. 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 Nice. Okay. Yeah, cool. That was just something I was like, this is manic. I mean, we do a little thing called the Greenbelt Relay where you go yeah. around London and there's two vans and everyone's running the same route and actually legs start at a certain time. So you don't pass a baton per mm -hmm. se, but it, it just has given me vibes of that, but on like an American level, <laughs> which is also, yeah. I mean, Io, Io, you've done Greenbelt Relay, which is fun, but now this sounds... Yeah, just, just yeah, it's everything about running that you love, right? Indeed. Yeah, it's just pure, pure running and pure competition, yeah. camaraderie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. You're here for the competition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, that's it. We wanted to win. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Ayo's good at competition. He's not so good at beer mile, but he's good at most other things. I think history will tell us differently. <laughs> that's another story. We'll tell you all about that, Molly. <laughs> um so now you've crossed this uh this railway um track and you're and who, who's who's on then is it is it your team um Aya? yeah so we're still on um again we would do it for another so we just received the baton from pod one so we would right. do it for another hour and a half two hours and um, before passing it on to um pod one there so i can see here we passed it on to pod one roughly about 2 p.m. ish, 2 p.m. ish on Friday. Yeah, this was at the point where I was really struggling. Like I'd, I think everyone got it, but it was just like this wheezy cough that like we all had. And then um, like we met other teams along the way and they were like suffering with it too. Wow. But I think it started with me like about probably after like 10K of running. And then by this point, I was like struggling to breathe a little bit. Wow. Um, Do you think it was the dust or something? Or I think, I don't know. I think so. Or just like pollution in LA or ah, something. Wow. Um, and my injury had flared up a little bit in my shin. Ah. Um, so I had like medial tibia stress syndrome, which is basically just shin splints. Um, and that was starting to hurt a little bit and I couldn't breathe. So it was kind of becoming not fun. Yeah. Um, so Nathan and John T very kindly kind of took over while I had some rest. Um, and I think Jen, Jen had an ankle injury as well. And I can't remember at what point in the race, but that was starting to cause her a bit of jip. So we had the most amazing girl power power nap. <laughs> yes um love it and just came back came back later and hopefully helped out quite a bit i think absolutely crushed it so we're still doing bike run um in our 
in in our respective teams because it just it just it just worked because coming out of the jeep you are super fatigued you're stiff in the jeep there's no active recovery so we did bike run all the way to before getting onto the trail segments and there so any road elements we do bike run so we we kicked off bike run about 113k into our 480 odd um, kilometers so again we've taken it back from pod one now jen is recovering molly is recovering so it's essentially four four of us rotating um we did bike run then it got into like early evening now so the night is approaching and this is where it really gets tough for because you've been running for over 12 hours energy levels are starting to drop you're not really you're not eating you're trying to eat your stomach has shrink is shrunk so it's very it's very difficult like it's a full body demoralization but as molly said it's the power of the crew like they forced us to eat they forced us to rest forced us to recover and we would do bike run now all the way to getting onto um the the kind of troll segments and at this time, there's a bit of miscommunication between pod one and pod two and the crews, I should, I should say. So it meant that John T and Nathan, they were supposed to do like a 25K element of bike run. It meant they had to do 35. So it's additional 10K um, on both of them bike run. And when we mean bike run, what we found is there wasn't a set time that you would run for we were definitely going for by feel and i think that's such a magical thing sam you ran london marathon by feel like being in touch with your body and knowing when to stop and knowing when to push it's years of running like we've been running for a decade a decade now you you get to know so we were doing between 500 meters to maybe a, a one point to a mile depending on how you feel and you'll swap over throughout and uh, whatever works for you there's no pressure uh there um so yeah it's in the nights now then yeah molly is awoken the beast is back <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was so jen so after when was it after was it after jen's stint yeah jen so was this after you and Tomas had gone and done that no, half marathon? No, no, not yet, yeah, because before, because you were still, yeah, you came back. I think you had two um, resurrections. Yeah. I think this was your <laughs> first one. <laughs> yeah. I can't, when, when was this? What Gosh, maybe, maybe it was after, actually. I think it might have been after. Oh, was it after? Okay. I think it was after your crazy half marathon in the dark. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we've, so now, of course, it, it gets about 10, 10 50 in the night. Um, John T and Nathan had been doing the bike run, and Thomas and I, we made an executive decision to run together. So there's this trail called Arrowhead Trail. It's energy zapping, the sand is thick, it's pitch black, all you've got is head torch, torches for company. It's, it's horrible. It's one of the worst trails I've ever run on. But we made a decision, team decision, that Thomas and I would do this together, just not just not leaving one person to run 
that whole segment and risking injury or risking them getting lost. So we did that half marathon. We kicked off around 10.50. And not only it it allowed the team to, to kind of, rest as well I think that's what that's the main thing that's why both of us decided to do it it's just a full recovery for the crew some some of the crew I didn't slept they were wired awake surviving on coffee and Morton as well probably um so it was an executive decision the team would rest the crew would rest and everyone would have get shut eye for about two hours and a half and Thomas and I went out into the dark um, for that period of time, kicking off at 10.50 p.m. Yeah, running for two hours and a half um, with with um, trail shoes and a, a mobile phone and a Morton bottle. And we just, yeah, kept on, kept on running. And it was tough. It was tough. But if you'd done something like that alone, you would have stopped many times. You wouldn't do there wasn't that camaraderie to keep on pushing you forward like you saw your teammate pushing forward it kind of motivated you like that was pure motivation uh right there like you can really tap into it and 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 take it forward um so the company was good we maybe were a bit delirious at times because we started talking about stars at night and like what what does this meaning of this star look like anyway it got yeah it got a bit weird uh, but it was fun. Then, not strategy, not strategy, tragedy. We saw a coyote. We saw something in the distance. We're like, oh, what the hell is that? I already had my first experience with a coyote in 2019 Speed Project. And I thought it was the same coyote. I was like, no, it's not you again. Because <laughs> Nathan, Nathan and John did have the same experience. And they'd forgotten to take the whistles and like pepper spray, which was like our safety mechanism, I guess. So Nathan was like searching for the sound of an air horn on his phone to play to try and scare off. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Madness. So scary. I'm so glad that I was uh, blissfully unaware. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, thankfully from the the boys, Nathan and Junty, yeah, we we were prepared. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure what preparation you call it but um tomat tomas took a plastic fork and i took a whistle so i thought yeah that was oh definitely that, in, in case in case you got down to it that will help us um plastic so when, fork. We, when we saw the coyote we had the fork and we just blew the whistle but we need we, we we've been told that they're more scared of us than and we are them and but anyway it went and carried on living his life then joined the trail maybe about two hours into it, we could see a team in the back. Like, we're like, who's this? Who's coming? And I think at this stage, we were firmly second in terms of OG. And we saw the AR Mexico guy run <laughs> past us and he was looking strong. So he's a he's a 218 marathon runner, um, but very strong athlete. And he looked at, he looked at us like, you okay? And he was wired, like he was ready and hungry. So they made... 30 minutes the, the, and gap gap on us. Um, then we finally saw the team. The team were arrested. Then we, I think we handed Jen. over to Jen. Yeah. Yeah, Jen was literally bouncing up and down, dancing to Eminem. Love it. <laughs> Ready brilliant. to go. So she, we were trying, we were going to try and drive behind her in the, 
in the pickup. But we literally went down the first bump and knocked the um, number plate off. And we just couldn't get any further. So oh. this this was like a 10K section through the through really dark, horrible trail. So Riz, one of our team, uh, one of the crew members, literally like jumped out, got all the gear on and ran off after her while we were on the phone to her, like keeping her calm while it was like really scary. So then Jen and Riz ran that 10K section together. Mm. Um, and then at the end of that section, I met them a little bit along the trail and ran like a, I think a kilometre where I handed over to John T and Nathan, who ran with the bike, I think. Um, yep. To Baker? I no. Believe, no, uh, I think so. Because this yeah. is just before Powerline, right? Yeah, it was to Baker. And then. Yeah, to Baker, yep, you're right. Yeah, and then when we got to Baker, we were all at a petrol station. And there were loads of RVs there. Like, so people were coming for us. And yeah, yeah. so I ran a 13K stint from Baker to the start of Powerline, which was good because it just gave, it gave people an hour to kind of rest, which I was really glad I could do at that point. I think it was like 1 a.m. maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, which was a bit of a slog. Um but it was it was really nice. It was a long Death Valley road, really empty road, pitch black. Um, and I had um, had the car behind me lighting up the way and Riz on the bike and Jonty on the bike at one point, just chatting to me so I didn't get scared. Nice. That must be yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah you absolutely crushed that. Yeah, that was the, I think, yeah, that was the resurrection. Like, you came yeah. out with full power, full strength, gusty, it was, it was it was brilliant to watch um i think that again sam it puts in real good stead um because we've lost we lost a bit of time on the trails um but we, like the girls absolutely support oh, they, they they absolutely crushed it i said there's a, a, a word called lazarus like when you come back from the dead that was the lazarus project right there <laughs> <laughs> yes brilliant <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, this is where it gets really, really interesting now. So it's about 4.40 a.m., 4.45 a.m. So we're about to get on this infamous road um, called a power line road. Essentially, it's a road. We didn't do the full power line, which is, Molly, is it about 100K? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so we did a shorter segment of it, which is 74K. And... Essentially, it's power lines that will take that. I think someone mentioned that it powers Vegas. Did someone say that? Mm. Yeah, those power lines take and power the um, Vegas. So we got onto this power line road at four fifty-five a.m. and it's we, we again strategizing. Ben said we would split it into two because there's an element in the middle whereby we can change over runners depending who is fit, who can who can run this element. So. The first half of the power line, I think, is about 48 kilometers in length. And in terms of terrain, it, it, was, it wasn't that difficult. It was loose gravel, some big boulders, but it required, it, it wasn't as te technical, but it required being alert in terms of running and for driving 
even super hyper alertness because you just need to be aware of what um, dangers are out there. So splitting it up into two, the first half of the power line will be completed by myself, Tomas, um, John T and Nathan. And the strategy here is, and with Emma um, driving and Anna um, co-pilot and I think photographer David was there as well. I, I can't be too sure. And the idea no, is... he wasn't. He wasn't there. No, he wasn't there. Um, so this 48K, 50K, we would split it up and Tomas and I would do 10K in and out of the RV, um, so in and out of the Jeep, on, off, again, depending on how much effort you can give in that in that interval. And we would do that for 10K, so which was taking us about four, 50 minutes, an hour, depending on um, the technicality of the trail. And John C and Nathan would swap. We would do that. They would do that. We would do that. We did that for 48K. But during the maybe about 10K to go, tragedy struck. Tomas rolled his ankle and he could, well, he heard it, but we saw the pain, the grimace, the, the sheer toughness of him to continue. But he rolled his ankle and he was like, ah, my ankle. But he, that thing must have been adrenaline. Adrenaline powered him to run a further two hours. Like pure, um, pure, pure strength there. But it got to a time where he was he was finished. So he tapped out and he started icing his ankle, and his ankle was the size of a, a, a lacrosse or tennis ball. He but he tapped out literally after running like a hundred k for us, which is yeah. absolutely insane. Like he'd taken such a huge chunk of the running. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And. Yeah, impressive, impressive level of mental and physical um, athleticism. Yeah, and, he's an ultra runner. Yeah, yeah. And where were we? Yeah, so at this time, Molly would come in um, for Tomas and we would go into something called super pods. Super pods is where four of us are alternating at, one, at any one time. So... We'll essentially we utilize the back of the RV back of the Jeep mm. we, um, like the pickup elements so we could slide in it was easier it was easier entry rather than coming out the um, the doors of the car um, so yeah Molly so the second half of Powerline very technical this was about 35k mm, we Emma's driving was absolutely insane at first we were like we were just sitting in the back of the pickup and just getting bruise after bruise and we we hadn't like pulled up the back of the pickup so every time we went uphill it felt like we were all just going to fall out the back and die um so <laughs> so we did start closing it which felt a lot safer um brilliant john t ran so like what we haven't actually touched on is the fact that john t has yeah so I'm, i think i'm the best person to talk about that as it was my fault so in the sheer oh. in the sheer excitement of and the brotherly love camaraderie, I hugged John T quite tight. Um, three days before the race on the Tuesday, I think, or Wednesday. Oh no! He felt a pain. He's like, "Oh, that hurts." I was like, "Oh, sugar, fuck." Um, I apologize. Uh, then throughout the day, I was like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, it's getting better, getting better." Of course, it was probably getting better, but 
running over 90k on that it would probably increase the the pain and allowed the the rib to go to to get worse and yeah during the race especially on that second half of power line you could see John T really suffering um but powering through like sheer determination in all that pain all that agony kept on pushing and pushing um and through it wow absolutely incredible yeah jeez so he's yeah so he's then come to the end and he, that that's enough for him is it at that point no he kept on going so he kept, I, I, <laughs> he kept on going yeah so this is again we've seen the sunrise so again the sunrise i think is one thing we missed out is that was a moment for us this was the second sunrise a moment for us to be all reborn that we've been running through the night energy levels were very low but we powered through but that sunrise it felt like a baptism. It felt like you've gone into a special place and you've come out fresh and then and new. It was it's a weird sensation, and I think experiencing it is probably the best way um, um, to, to 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 feel it because you can explain it so many times. Second sunrise, seeing the sun, but energy levels just 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 I'm absolutely. With, I'm with the sunrise came uh, the Venga boys. <laughs> Indeed, yes. So, yeah, Coach Emma, that's her signature song, and yeah, that yeah, it, it helped and it didn't, but yeah, it was good to hear music. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? The Venga Bus, the Venga Venga Boys. Yeah, and, and which song? Yeah, the Venga oh, Bus. The Venga Bus is coming. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Okay, let's stop. I now. think because we we put <laughs> we put quite a lot of time into like um, putting together a. Uh, playlist but really when you were running you just wanted to just focus on running and you didn't really want that that noise mm. yeah yeah absolutely I know what you mean sometimes on long runs I'm listening to something and I'm just like you know what it's quite nice when the battery runs out or I just pause it for a bit and it's just like yeah because it's enough going on anyway when you're thinking mm. about stuff mm. or trying to zone in yeah exactly agree so the sun's up for the second time this is... Yeah, the sun's up on the second time. We're still on power line road. There's, it's just brutal. But we formed a strategy, the four of us, that rather than go by effort in terms of when you can stop, we were using the power lines as little milestones. Like, you know, in a marathon, sometimes you're like, okay, cool, just get to the third third lamppost or get to that person and you just and, and you, that will help you just pick up runners because sometimes you just need to count stuff so we were counting power lines we're like okay cool John T would say I want four power lines so the car would speed up to the fourth power line getting ready for the next runner I'll say oh I want three power lines okay cool let's go Nathan would say I want x power line so that just helped the time go by and I built banter uh, in the air as well and we just kept on counting power lines power lines uh, but it got very interesting because teams were closing. But in sorry, I should add, in the night we made a lot of headway, but we could see headlights in the back of teams behind us, and the the, the path is very narrow, so a jeep couldn't go past. So it kind of worked in our favor, but we were also speeding up. So teams were behind us throughout the night on that power line road, and in the daytime we started to see them, and at one stage teams were 100 meters behind us like this footage of a team just a runner just there 
Um, but we were just pushing through, pushing through, like, no, you're not going past. And I was like, nope, there's no way. But us as runners, we were just absolutely pushing through till we could see our destination in, in, in the distance. Mm. Was that Jean? Was it Jean? Jean, yep. Yeah. Flipping Jean. What's Jean? Jean's yeah. a place, is it? Jean's yeah, a Jean. place that just looked close and was never getting closer. Oh. So far away, it was like literally you could see it, but it was just kept on getting. It wasn't getting any closer. Um, so Jean is a, a town, um, or city where there's a town on the border of Nevada and um, California. It's essentially a border border town and it's casino town as well. And you can see like the big casino there. And we were just running and running. The teams were getting closer. We're like, no pushing through we started getting faster and faster um then i think molly you brought it home right yeah i ran the last bit and handed over to jen who then went went off and went and basically ran another i can't remember how far she ran quite away like maybe 16k maybe more yeah. along this road that was very much like powerline road so she put this amazing stint in and she'd got this ankle injury. So was quite nervous about running on uneven terrain. Um, and then Ben and I got in the pickup and like went after her. But it took us so long to catch her up because you just like, you couldn't drive over this surface very quickly. So then Jen and I swapped in and out for a while until we got to to the boys i can't remember where that was yeah so um so you two did a fantastic um was that Jean? yeah that was actually that was so Jean. it's actually prim it's gene prim. that's prim yeah and prim Jean, yeah. yeah prim is the um is the, is the town on the border um then gene is where we did the handover again so we went back into we went back into super pods where it was Nathan, Johnson. yeah, it was Nathan, yeah, just on the bikes. So this segment, this is probably where it took my soul. It was headwind, and it was uphill. So you're fighting two forces, and you can't. You just have to dig deep. Um, so two of us are on the bike, one of us is running, and we just kept on pushing, pushing. We had about forty k to go, I think, at this point. Yeah. So. Vegas was close but far away at the same time. So we were we kept on pushing and pushing. Um then yeah, then Nathan at this stage he's he put in a massive shift. I think his 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 knee started to go. Yeah, so and his he, quads. Yeah. yeah, everything was aching and he tapped out um just to give himself some recovery so he could run that last element. Then, but we're still 30k or so, so we went into, got rid of the bikes, put the bikes back into the into the jeep, and myself, Molly, John T, and Jen were doing the rotations. I think what really helped was because Io had done it before. There's this big like gold windowed hotel, and I was like, the sign is right there. It's like right underneath that hotel, like it's before it, right? So we had this this thing in the distance that we knew was the end. Mm. But we just kept on, we were looking on our phones at how long it was 
to the end and it just kept on saying 12 miles and it just didn't get any less i think like the signal was a bit dodgy yeah but we just slowly chipped off like i think i was doing like a kilometer two kilometers yeah yeah um each time down this like quite busy road and it was just it was getting closer though it did start to get closer oh yeah it's getting closer it's the best feeling yeah jen and molly were just yeah like super super fast just picking up they were doing majority of 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 the legs there so yeah they were averaging maybe like four minutes yeah Yeah. between one and three k each um so really lifting the load um of, of the team then what we found out is the AR Mexico team, because they were firmly in, in, in second place, but they had posted on, on Instagram, one of their runners, Norma, had posted that Adidas Runners London and no ID are right behind them. So this actually forced them to change their strategy. So they went into short because Anna um, understands Spanish. And they found we we found out that they went into like four hundred meter um, in and out of their car because they were so scared that we were making so much ground on them. So they just went into something shorter and faster, shorter and faster, just so that people could just maximize their effort for that that period of time because they knew that we were getting closer. And we were on their tail. Um, but yeah, as Molly said, we could see um, the Mandalay Hotel and. The, the Vegas sign is just before it, like 200 meters there. But we kept on pushing through, pushing through. And yeah, the sign was perhaps one kilometer away now. And we all ran it together, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even Tomas came out and did the last like 50 meters or something with yeah. us. Um, insane cried like an absolute baby yeah it was it was absolutely insane so we got there so the thing about the speed project Mm. is for your time to be qualified you have to quickly take a picture at the vegas sign and post it to the whatsapp the whatsapp group and that states the time it took you to 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 finish the finish the race so we the, the we finished it in 35 hours and 25 minutes they're nice. putting us in third place and setting a new uk record and a new fully european team um, record as well so it was a, a, a huge undertaking um, um by us um to get there so our AR mexico team they ran 34 hours and 50 or 55 minutes so we were we, we were close um Next but yeah year. it was, it was Next year is an is a awesome battle. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, do you have plans to go back then already? If the team is willing, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> Molly? Yeah, I'm in. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So the end is at the uh, Las Vegas sign. You've taken this photo. And then what have they done to, to, to make sure that you've ran all the way and there's not any, like, driving going on? Is there, like, a, a chip that you pass between you or do they look at Strava or they just take it on good um said that people aren't going to do that i think yeah i think it's trust right they think the organizers nils i think they trust teams to to approach it with honesty and integrity like what's the point in 
you, people could die in this race. Like, what's the point in coming to do it just to cheat or you know, in the mm -hmm. best possible way? Um, so I think it's just trust. No, yeah, I don't think anyone cheated. Uh, yeah. I like to think so, yeah. Yeah, it's just like in the spirit of the race. It sounds like that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But you were talking about the tracker, so I wondered if there was a, a thing that you passed. And how many um, teams in total were there running? Do you know? It's seven sixty-nine, I think. Um, really? So we were we fifth or sixth overall? Six overall. Oh, sixth um, overall. Yeah, the other two teams. So we were third in terms of OG, but six overall. The other two teams were freestyle teams, Sam. So freestyle teams is you can have any gender split, any um, any number of runners. I think they were like eight ten runners or so um in that teams in those teams so is it yes that's is that's that's exciting as well to to, to do that um, more recovery um it, it just works well mm. and what um what total distance do you two both think you covered over the um over the race i didn't do that much which is why i feel like i feel like there's there's part of me that feels um, incomplete, which is why I want to go back and do it again. Unfinished I business. I think I did about 55 kilometers. Yeah, nice. But um, some quick ones. Yeah, some quick ones. I, there was part where you run past like the, they have like a beach club thing. And I did like a 320 <laughs> kilometer and I was like, what happened? <laughs> this is like in the middle of the race. Um, so yeah, so I'd like to go back and like feel like I've put a little bit, bit more in for the team. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Molly? I think everyone showed up when it mattered 100%. Like everyone gave everything they could, they could at every stage, wherever you, we had, we gave. There wasn't any, there wasn't any 90 percent 90 effort. It was like 100% and more. Like wherever you had, you, you gave. And of course, the quantity is is nice because it supports, but the quality is I felt was the was was the most important. Like I look at what I ran, like I ran hundred and six k, but it it is all right. It's just numbers at the end of the day. But it was the quality and the effort levels. Like if if I had to do it again, I couldn't do it with anyone else just because everyone gave everything. There wasn't any part timers. Like no one came to just. Watch no one complained. No, no egos. I always say that I've been fortunate to be part of two TSP teams and zero egos because with this race, if there's one ego, the whole system, everything breaks. If there's egos in the teams, egos in the runners, even the photographer, if someone is a prima donna, it's, it's, it's over because that whole machinery is very well oiled and it just takes one screw to break it. And... Mm -hmm. I, I was I'm, I'm fortunate to say like I've managed to run x distance with with these people like yeah yeah and we had a team that just like adapted and like so like Ben did most of our route planning for yeah. well he did our route planning to be honest yeah. yeah um we would have been pretty lost mm. well literally lost yeah <laughs> we'll still be there fighting coyotes <laughs> That old guy that you know, seeing your old yeah. friend Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Um, yeah, I think that's 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 pretty awesome and um, a, a, an amazing recap of of the race and and the experience. It sounds 
yeah it sounds like a unique thing to be able to do and and a lovely group of people to do it with which is which is really cool yeah we've met up like since and it's just like this kind of unbreakable bond that you get with these people like I hadn't I'd met them like a handful of times and now we've experienced this thing together it's like something you're never really going to forget yeah lovely all right well um yeah I think that's that's a perfect ending really to come to unless you guys have anything else you wanted to mention about any shout outs to, to finish it off I Hi, do you want to plug Adidas again? <laughs> no, I think that's too much. No, that's you've got one more. Um, you were going, you were going to say um, the, you were you were saying to to give a segment. Um, Molly's boyfriend, you he had done some great stuff for you. So maybe just given that one because I, I know you mentioned it. Yeah, I, again, going to going into this race, it requires extensive planning, and we were already at a deficit because we're based in the UK, so we have to plan digitally through Strava, yeah. through previous race experiences, through Vox Pop, Hearsay. And Ben, fortunately, was our central point. He was our supercomputer, as I call him. And he bought all those jigsaws and he put it together with a plan of action, a plan of execution, a plan that was risky at times, the plan that everything was brave to do it because is everything is resting on your shoulders. If this goes wrong, perhaps like you could have felt some blame. But to do that, um, and also to for, for us to have trust in him to do it, um, was was really good. So that's one thing of the team. We all trusted each other. And if anything went wrong, no one no one person would 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 be would be blamed. It was it was a team effort from 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 day one but yeah ben was really integral to this um and to to the undertaking the endeavor through just that planning selfless planning because all of us have day jobs um but he had the day job and also um also planned planned it all for us so yeah big up ben there was some uh some next level strava stalking of of people that had done it before oh nice yes (laughs) deep level some mi5 level um <laughs> mi5 level um strava watching speaking is is beautiful to see like that now that that route there is if we wanted to do it again or wanted to optimize it we know what we can do better um because we we've got that experience and we can and i think a, a race like tsp you, you could you need you want you, you want to share the experience you want other people to go on this journey because it's it leaves you with so much and it's such a lie shaping race like you i want i think my passing comment is i want everyone to experience a certain type of tsb whereby even if it's work like it takes you so much out of your comfort zone like yes you don't know how you're going to approach it but you're going to put your best foot forward to do to, to do so yeah Love it. Yeah, it sounds great. Sounds brilliant. Thank you both so much for your time and your stories and sharing it all. It's, um, it's brilliant to hear and it's um, exciting and uh, inspiring. So, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing you around the streets of London <laughs> and some more races over the summer. Thank you, Sam, for allowing us to be your <laughs> first guest. Cheers. And both thanks to both of you for your cheering at London Marathon. It, was, it made it amazing. I remember... <laughs> Feeling really elated with both of you, so cheers. It was good to see you. Ah, cheers, <laughs>
Take care. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.